Hi, and welcome to Mastica, a monster erotica fiction podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. As always, trigger and content warnings are listed in the description box below. This is episode 5 of Mastica, meaning the pilot season of this podcast is halfway through. If you'd like to help us fund another season, feel free to become a patron on our Patreon link in the show notes. You get early access to audio, get to ask questions to the cast and crew of the pod, and eventually even vote for sequels to stories. Now on to this story. Today's tale is one about family, love, and what happens when you want something so bad that it follows you even in death. Starring Splathouse Big with co-star Cream Chew, we have the story of My Heart Goes Out to You. Jesus, it's worse than I imagined. Saying the house looked awful would be an understatement. I think I've been in roach-infested motels that look better than this place. Ah, hello? I'm surprised by the man's presence and for a moment wonder if I got the address wrong. I'm sure Mom would have mentioned if someone was living with Nana... The man's attire almost confuses me more than his presence. With his old-timey dress shirt and his wide-legged trousers, it looked like he came straight out of a silent picture film. Is there a woman here who goes by the name of Emily Faith? Yeah, who are you- Is that Casper I hear? Nana! You're Casper? Yes, and who are you? I, um, well, uh, you see, I- this is my caretaker, Johnny. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a caretaker. Uh, caretaker? I didn't know you needed a caretaker. Did something happen? Did you fall? Do you need to be taken to the hospital? Now calm yourself down. Nothing happened. I just needed a little help around the house. That's all. But enough about Johnny. Come in, come in. I feel I haven't seen you since Christmas. We have so much to catch up on. The inside of the house looks much better than the outside, but that's not saying much. I could still tell she was doing the best she could with the place, being that she was living on her own with Johnny. But it was easy to tell that the house was slowly falling apart. So, what brings you here? You, actually. Aw, you miss your old Nana. Of course I missed you. Which is why I wanted to talk to you about... moving. What? Move? What for? Nana, have you seen this place? It's one thunderstorm away from being demolished. You have no idea what you're talking about. This house is fine. Hey, dude, do you mind going somewhere else? This is a conversation between family. Johnny is family. What? The smug grin on Johnny's face makes me uneasy. Who the hell is this guy? Besides, I don't want to move. I love it here. Why? This house is clearly on its last two legs. Wouldn't you want to move somewhere safer and closer to your family? Why? So you guys can put me in some retirement home where the nurses treat you like dying cattle? No thank you. Nana, no one is saying anything about moving to a home. Exactly, because I'm not moving. I knew she was going to be difficult. But enough about that. How long do you plan on visiting? Two weeks. Two weeks? Hey, Peanut Gallery, do you have anything else you could be doing right now? Oh, why don't you go blow, Blue Nose? Uh, what? So, where are you staying? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, um... I made reservations at a hotel nearby. Oh, don't waste your money on a hotel. Why not just stay here for the next few days? What? It'll be fun, like back when you were younger. The idea of staying in this decrepit house is less than appealing, 
But... My eyes turned towards Johnny. I may have been silent for once, but the panic looked in his eyes clued me in that he didn't want me anywhere near here. Fine, I'll grab my bags from out of the car. Fucking A. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. What if he finds out? He won't as long as you act normal. Just... What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing, Cass. Just gossip between two friends. Um, friends? I thought he was just your caretaker. Actually, if you remember correctly, I'm family. <sighs> Johnny, can you be a sweetie and show Casper to his room? Come on, follow me, Grundy. <sighs> Jesus. Something wrong back there? These stairs sound like they're going to collapse at any minute. I hope you don't make her use these things every day. <laughs> Your grandma's own person, kid. I don't make her do anything she don't want to. I don't know whether to be more annoyed at the kid comment, or his lack of concern for my Nana's safety. I stare at his back as I walk up the ancient staircase. I note his suspenders again, and wonder if he got them from some antique shop. They look too authentic to be fake. I also can't help but notice that they cause his trousers to form a nice shape in his backside. Now that I think about it, oh god, he's really not all that bad looking. I was too distracted by his strangeness at the door to note the strong and defined features of his face or the flecks of gold in his hazel eyes. God, if he wasn't such an asshole, I may have even gone so far as to say he was ugh, my type. We reach the top, and he takes me to a door that looks just as worn and broken as the rest of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dusty. We weren't exactly expecting any, uh, guest. I could already feel the dust and mildew attaching itself to my clothes. Besides the rats, when was the last time anyone was in here? Hey, if you don't like it, you can scram, okay, buddy? For maybe the fourth time in that day... I scanned Johnny over, trying to figure out his deal. There were just so many things off about this guy. His appearance, the way he spoke. Why would my Nana want a caretaker like him? Breakfast will be ready first thing in the morning, so wake up early if you want any, uh, yeah, don't. You can starve to death for all the fuck I care. Good night, don't let the bed bugs bite. Wait, are you just saying that or are there really bed bugs in here? The next few days are going to be hell. Hey, hombre, M1 shoot up. I thought it was the glare on my face at his sudden intrusion that caused him to pause, but people don't blush from someone glaring at them. Then I remember that my chest is exposed. I had chosen to sleep in the nude sans underwear as I didn't want the smell of the room to linger on my clothes. See something you like? I, um, <clears throat> and want you to come downstairs to eat. <laughs> The rusty springs from the mattress kept poking me in the back. Plus, the sound of roaches fucking in the walls was more than enough to keep me up. Nana, this place is a hellhole. Please move. Oh, this again. Sweetie, it's a fine house. You just have to get used to it. Johnny sets a plate in front of me. It was filled to the rim with thick, crispy pieces of bacon, soft, yellowy scrambled eggs, and fluffy golden brown pancakes that looked soft enough to sleep on. My stomach growled just at the sight of it. Did you make this? Yeah. Eat it. Casper, don't be rude now. Sorry, Nan, but he hasn't exactly been the friendliest host since I got here. I can't trust that he didn't do anything to my food. Casper! <gasps> His hands suddenly clasp over mine. He leans down, his face only mere inches from mine. He's so close. 
I can even see the devious twinkle in his eyes before he takes a piece of pancake into his mouth. Happy? Yeah, dude. Um, whatever. You made your point. Fuck. It's good. Isn't Johnny such a great cook? Yeah, he's all right. Not many men out here know how to cook. Most wouldn't even know how to work a gas. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry? Did you just say gas stove? As in the stoves that have problems with carbon monoxide poisoning and gas leaks? Man, you're such a dud. A gas stove ain't any more dangerous than your fancy electric ones. At least this one wasn't until that handyman came around and tried to improve it. Wasn't? What's wrong with the stove? It's nothing, Casper. Let's talk about something else. The freaking Sam tried to convert it into an electric one, but all we got now is a gas stove that turns on by itself. What? Johnny? I, uh, oh, huh. Siam. This place is a tinderbox ready to match, and you're living here with a stove that just comes on at random? Casper, trust me. It's not as bad as it sounds. It just lets out a little flame now and then. But enough about that. How are you doing? Met any girls that you're interested in? I... I... No. How about guys? Are you okay over there? Yeah, um, sorry. My hand slipped. For the first time, Johnny doesn't look at me like he's planning my death. He studies me, almost as if he's trying to see me in a new light. No, no guys either. Oh, I really wish you would settle down with someone soon. I'm an old woman, Cass. Who knows how long I have for this world. Would love to see you married before I pass away. Nana, stop. You're starting to sound like my mom. Besides, you're not that old. You'll live to see me married soon enough. But you would live even longer if you lived in a house that doesn't look like it belonged in a horror movie. I have a bunch of photos of great-looking apartments on my phone. We can look at them together and... Johnny, Casper seems bored. Why don't you take him outside to help you chop wood? <sighs> if I have to... What? Nana, we are not done talking. We may not be... But I am. Now go and help Johnny. This house doesn't have any central heating, so it can get quite cold in the morning. No central heating? Anna. I said go. <sighs> I just don't get it. What is so special about this house? <sighs> hey, are you going to help me out here? Or are you just going to stand there looking pretty? Why does she love this house so much? It's not the love. It's a nice place. Are you kidding me? This house is a demolitionist wet dream. This house was the bee's knees back in its heyday. White walls, a bright red roof, neighbors that would come by just to shoot the shit with you. Yeah, it was great. You kids today just don't know how to appreciate the classics. Look, would you stop calling me kid? I'm pretty sure we're around the same age. <laughs> also, what's with your whole get-up? Get-up? This whole Great Gatsby look, like you're some kind of vintage hipster or something. I have no idea what you're talking about, kid. <sighs> I seriously can't believe you're a caretaker. What do you mean? I mean, what kind of caring person would allow an old woman to stay in a house like this? Emma's allowed to do what she wants. She's an independent lady. Besides, what's it to you? I'm her grandson. That's what. I don't want to get a call that she died from this death trap caving in on her or something. Huh. Some grandson? She's been living here for years and you just now decided to visit her? Hey, I was busy with grad school, asshole. Yeah, whatever. I can't believe this. What is the number of your supervisor? I'm going to report you. Uh, yeah, actually I do. Uh, it's 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. You are literally the worst type of person. I can't wait to get my nana away from this place and away from you. Listen, punk. You're not taking Emily anywhere. She likes it here and I like her, capiche? Oh, 
So that's what this is, some kind of reverse sugar daddy situation, like a sugar mommy situation. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, sugar mommy situation. Ugh, gross, Blue Nose. Gross? I'm not the one dating someone twice my age. It ain't like that. Then what is it like? Why are you so attached to my grandmother? Why don't you want her leaving? Look, if you're worried about losing your job, I can easily pay you until you find a new person to take care of. It's not like that. Then explain it to me. Listen! Get down! His chest rests against mine. Even through the fabric of both her clothes, I could still feel his muscles pressing into me. His mouth laid close to my left ear. I try my best to temper my reddening face as his breath tickles it. His cologne was just as heavy as the rest of his body. A powerful, woody spiciness that caused my head to start turning into a fog. Uh, sigh. I, uh, I thought it was gunshots. Back where Johnny had been chopping logs, I noticed the largest chunks of wood sprayed across the lawn. Did the wood... explode? I must have... Ah, damn it. Jesus, is even the backyard not safe? Hey, where are you going? You've gotten me saw and I need to cool off. Why don't you start to be useful and carry that wood inside for your grandmother? I flip him off before turning back to look at the remains of the shattered log. What the hell just happened? As days passed, I tried my best to convince Nana to move, but to no avail. What made it worse is that the more I tried to convince her, the more me and Johnny would butt heads. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but knew that the reason had something to do with him. What I originally thought was some kind of sugar baby mama dynamic turned out to be, well, wrong. Why, Nana and him just appeared to be really good friends. In fact, they seemed even more than that. Dare I say it, they acted like family. They laughed and gossiped, and I even caught a few times where they would pull pranks on one another. And, yeah, I'll admit it, I am a bit jealous. I'm not used to seeing my Nana have such a close relationship with anyone besides me. She always seems so withdrawn when around other family members. They treat her like she's already on her deathbed. That's... Only when she's around me that that part of her personality pops out. That fierce and peppy woman who raised six kids all on her own. That is, until Johnny came along. With Johnny, it's more like she found herself a new best friend. And despite my envy, I can't help but feel happy for her. I'm glad to know that there is one more person she can turn to, even if I'm not around. This discovery has also made me come to the unfortunate conclusion that... Johnny isn't a bad guy. Yeah, he's a dick, but only to me. To Nana, he's the complete opposite. He cooks her food, does all the housework, and even reads to her sometimes. And yes, I know these are all things a caretaker is supposed to do, but there is just something about the way he does it that makes him seem so kind and loving and... Uh, how am I both jealous because of my Nana and jealous of her? What are you doing there, kid? I told you not to call me that, and you already know what I'm doing. Still looking for houses on that fancy doodad of yours? Doodad? <laughs> Jesus, you are really into the bit, huh? My comment gets stuck in my throat as I turn around to see him shirtless. The only thing attached to his chest was his suspenders that seemed to rub almost teasingly against his nipples. <laughs> see something you like? What's with the exhibitionism? He taps on the handlebar of the lawnmower that I just now noticed was in front of him. Well, I plan on doing some lawn work. Wanna watch? Oh, fuck off. I turn away from him in hopes that he wouldn't notice my flushed cheeks. That reminds me. The back of the yard looks so well kept, yet the front of the yard looks like an absolute jungle. Is there any reason you don't mow the front? You ask too many questions. Why don't you go angling or maybe even go get a rub? 
I swear, every time you talk, I understand you less and less. I mean, why don't you try relaxing for once, pretty boy? Take a break from trying to dupe your grandmother and go for a walk or something. Careful now. If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were starting to care about me. I turn to look at him, and I see a smile on his face. A truly honest, sincere smile, directed at me. I immediately turn around. I can't get distracted by him. I'm here to take my Nana away from this place, and that's it. Hey, look at that lake. Ain't it pretty? Why not go for a swim? I look at it, and it does look quite peaceful. Come on! <laughs> Why did you scare me like that? Hey, I didn't do it on purpose. I reach into the murky water and pull out my now waterlogged and muddy phone. This cost me like $700! Whoa, well, aren't we Mr. Moneybags? <clears throat> hey, kid, it was an accident! I take my phone out of the bowl of rice and press the power button. Nothing. Damn it! The phone wasn't really what I was upset about. That could be replaced. It was what was on the phone that I needed. I had spent hours searching on the internet trying to find the perfect place for Nana, and now it was all gone. He did this on purpose. He was in the perfect position. Right next to the lake, exactly where I wanted him. He stretches and I freeze. His shoulders are so wide and broad, he can... No, focus! Surprise, asshole! I expected to feel the brief warmth of his skin. I even expected that maybe my shove wasn't so strong and the most it would do is jostle him. What I didn't expect was to feel the cold, icy chill in my fingers as my hands went right through him. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. I watched my arms go straight through him as if he was nothing more than air. My body began to fall forward. All that weight pushed out with nothing to stop it would of course lead to only one thing. The rest of my body fell through him and it was truly a chilling experience. It was like... I was being surrounded by the freezing winds of a snowstorm. I didn't even get a chance to shiver before my body fell into the even colder water below me. <laughs> so you've decided to go for a swim after all, huh? <coughs> what the hell? How did you... <coughs> well, I'm going to go back inside. You have fun now. And, uh, don't forget to dry off before you come into the house. <laughs> Where is Johnny? Oh my, why are you wet? He did this, or he did something, or... Ugh. There's something up with Johnny. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's something off about him. I thought it was just his clothes or the way he talked, but... There is something else going on here. Casper, you're being paranoid. Johnny is just a sweet boy and nothing else. I know he's the reason you won't leave this house. Nana, please, tell me what's going on. Casper, I... It's not my place to say. What? In the corner of my eye, I catch a glimpse of Johnny going into the kitchen. Johnny? Ooh. Well, hey there, little mermaid. Enjoy your swim? Hey! I grab him by the suspenders and start patting him down on the chest. I'm so fueled by my confusion and my desire for answers that I start unbuttoning his shirt without even realizing it. Once his hairy chest is revealed to me, I start patting that down as well. It's just so hard and solid. Just like the rest of them. Kid... I looked up and only just now realized how close I had pulled him to me. His spicy cologne once again starts turning my brain into mush. My eyes trail down his face and I notice just how close her lips are to one another. 
All it would take is one minor push forward, too. Uh, Ken, come on. God, his eyes. They look darker. Whiter. Hungrier. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, no, it's... It's all right, kid. No, 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 no. It's, um, it's not right for me to just, uh, um, feel up on strangers. <laughs> strangers? As many times as we butted head, I thought at least we were enemies. <laughs> so it really does just turn itself on. Yeah, you gotta mess around with it a little bit to turn it back off. Me and Em originally had it timed down, but lately it's been coming on more frequently. Okay, so you know I'm gonna use this as more evidence as to why my grandma should move, right? <sighs> I know, kid. Can you get that while I'm busy fiddling around with this thing? Emily, Faith? Uh, yes, yeah, she lives here. I'm her grandson. Who are you? For a moment, I'm worried that I'm going to have another Johnny situation on my hands, but then I notice the large amounts of plastic bags surrounding the person's feet. Hey, lovely. The groceries are here. I watch as Johnny and the delivery person bring in bag after bag into the house. Thanks, kid. What's the matter, kid? You look all balled up. Do you always have the groceries delivered? Yeah, Emily's getting up there. She doesn't feel safe driving to the store by herself. By herself? Why can't you just go with her? Or better yet, just do the shopping for her. Uh, no, I, uh, I can't drive. Um, also, huge fear automobiles. It's really embarrassing, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'm afraid we have to talk about it. Nana only has her life savings. She can't afford to spend money on both a caretaker and grocery delivery. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, she ain't paying me. What? Yeah, I'm doing all this for free. All this out of the kindness of my heart. So don't worry. What kind of person just offers to take care of someone for no pay? Uh, an honest and decent person? No, a weirdo. Are you even registered to be a caretaker? Jesus, kid, you never quit, do you? Hey, don't walk away from me. I swear if you don't tell me who you are and what you're doing here right now, I'm calling the police. What is your problem? Why can't you just leave me and I'm alone? I'm her grandson. I have a right to know what's going on in her life. I need to protect her. Protect her from what, me? Kid, I'm not a threat. At least not anymore. Whoa, what? I'm, I'm sorry. You want to repeat that? No, never mind. Forget I said anything. I want answers, damn it, and I want them now. Ah! Kid! Pointed tips of wood pierce my right ankle as my leg suddenly falls through the stairs. I lean backward, hoping the weight shift would pull my leg out. It's only when I feel my entire body falling backwards that I realize I have made a grievous mistake. My leg finally pops free, but now I have a whole other problem on my hands as I feel myself falling through the air. Johnny is frozen at the top of the stairs, his face pale with fear. No, not pale. Trans... translucent? The wall behind him slowly comes into my view as his body disappears right before my eyes. I'm so distracted by this that I almost forget about my impending fall. Uh <gasps> I gotcha, kid. I gotcha. Johnny. Johnny's the one who caught me? But how? He was just a- Good lord in heaven! What happened here? Uh, one of the steps caved in and the kid had a spill. Nothing major. Nana lifts up my pants leg. Well, it doesn't look too bad, but I still want to get it bandaged and cleaned. I'm going to get the first aid kit. Johnny? Kid? You seriously can't just expect me to let this go. He looks ready to argue with me again, but his eyes soften once he looks at my injured ankle. Does it, uh, does it hurt? Like a bitch, but I'll survive. Hey, once she's finished fixing you up, find me. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Really? Here we are. I'm gonna go board these stairs up. Take care of them, ma'am. A sudden sense of dread washes over my body. 
Whatever he has to tell me, I have a feeling that it's not going to be good. Hey, wake up. Wake up. <sighs> what the hell? Is my... Is my penis talking? Yeah. So what? It's 3 a.m. You know what time it is. Fine. Let me just pull up Pornhub. No. I'm looking for something more... imaginative. Oh, God. I knew I shouldn't have watched My Little Pony before going to bed. No, not that. I'm talking about audio porn. More specifically, audio porn from Flirty Fawn. Flirty Fawn? Yes. She's an NSFW VA who has loads of erotic audio you can check off to. Check out her Soundgasm page. Wow. She has a Beastars audio. Which I'm only into because I like the plot of the show and... Man, I'm your penis. I already know what you're into. Which is okay, because Flirty Fawn has audio geared towards fairies and monster lovers too. So enough chatting and get the jacking. You can find Flirty Fawn's Soundgasm and Twitter page located in the show notes. Getting ad reads for my penis now. Definitely need to get that checked in the morning. If you would like an ad read on the show, just go to our website linked in the show notes below. There you can find our advertising section. And now, back to the episode. I noticed the staircase to the attic has been let down. Wow. It was like stepping into a time capsule. Black and white grainy photos decorated the wall. Accompanying them was posters of movies and ads for companies that most likely went out of business years ago. There was an open wardrobe on the left side of the room. Inside it was a bunch of clothes that looked like they belonged more on the set of a Charlie Chaplin film. In a dimly lit corner was Johnny, sitting somberly as he listened to the music on the record player. You okay, kid? Yeah, I'm fine. I might walk with a limp for a few days, but I'm fine. So, do you want to explain to me about how you disappeared and then randomly reappeared behind me, Mr. Houdini? No, not really. But I did make you a promise. I... I'm a ghost. Oh. Oh, jeez, sorry to disappoint you there, pal. No, 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 I was just, I, I was expecting something a little bit more exciting. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe like a demon or something? <laughs> yeah, something else. So, how did you die? Man, you really know how to open up a conversation, huh? Oh, sorry, I don't know the proper decorum when talking to a ghost. Kind of my first time here. <sighs> well, I, uh... I got shot several times in the back. Jesus. Oh, no, kid. Jesus forgot about me a long time ago. I grew up on a farm with uh, ten siblings. where the mother and a father who saw all of us as nothing more than cheap labor. My childhood consisted of back-breaking labor and eating meals so tiny that even a mouse would turn away from them. One day, while riding my father's machine, we passed this house. A smile broke across his face. I'm telling you, kid, it really was something back in the day. I fell in love with it the moment I saw it. He walked over to the bed and sat down. He gestured for me to do the same. The bed was so small. Barely enough room for both of us. Johnny was so close to me that I could practically feel the heat radiating off his body. I had to resist leaning into him. But, uh, there was a problem, see. I was a poor sap of a farm boy who had little chance owning a wooden nickel, never mind a house. So, I needed money, and I needed it fast, because a house like this wasn't going to be up for grabs forever. So, I joined the mob. 
A mob that practically owned this city. You were a gangster? <laughs> yeah, I was, but uh, not a particularly good one. I was too chicken shit to actually kill anybody, but I did my fair share of beating faces and selling dope. After a while, I finally got enough money and bought the place. <laughs> it was, without a doubt, the happiest moment of my life. It was the first thing I ever owned. First thing I worked hard for with my own two hands. I mean, yeah, the money was dirty, but I still earned it. After a while, I wanted to get out of the mob. The gangster life ain't easy, kid. Not only was it rough, but I was spending more time doing jobs and I was inside the place I worked so hard to get. So, I told the boss I was done. I left my gun and split. God, I was so stupid back then. You don't just leave a gang, kid. At least not without getting some holes put through you. And that's what the boss did to me. I was right out there, staring at the lake, wondering what I was going to do with my newfound life. I had plans of going clean. Squareville, even. Thought about working at a grocery store not too far from the house. Though I'm sure it's changed by now. It probably doesn't even exist. I'm sure a lot of things are different from what it used to be. Anyway, I was so busy looking at the lake that I didn't notice the car had pulled up on the side of the house. It all, it all happened so fast. I think it took the third shot for me to realize I was being shot at and the tenth to actually kill me. Johnny. I, I thought it all had been a dream, you know? A nightmare from working in the business. I got up, took a shower, made breakfast, and opened the front door, ready to step out into the new world, but... But I... I couldn't. I stood there for maybe an hour trying to get my legs to move past the front door. But they just wouldn't. It was like I was under some weird spell that had me frozen in place. After a few more moments, I remembered that wasn't the only way to leave the house. I, I ran to the backyard and... That's where I saw it. Uh, my corpse. Even with it laying there full of bullets, I, I still couldn't believe it. It took roughly a week for me to accept that I was dead. And then it took a month to accept that I was a ghost. Does Nana know? Oh, of course Em knows, kid. In fact, I think she saved me in a way. Saved you? I spent years, decades, in this house by myself. Nobody wanted to buy a house that was part of a shootout. Are those years, trapped inside here by myself, <laughs> I, I started to lose it. I think I became a malevolent spirit or something. When enough years passed that people forgot about the shooting, I started scaring people away. Shutting doors, rattling windows, screaming for people to get out, you know the whole thing. But your grandma, boy... She's something else. She purchased this house and treated me like I was nothing more than day-old bread. This was her house, and no wannabe Phantom was going to get her kicked out of it. <sighs> yeah, that sounds like her. After a while, I softened up to the old bird. Started seeing as a little sister I never knew I had, you know? That's why she doesn't want to leave. If she does, you'll, you'll be alone again. Shameful, isn't it? Me wanting to hold on to your grandma like this? No, I can't imagine what it was like spending all those years by yourself. Johnny, I... I'm sorry. What are you sorry for, kid? You weren't the one that shot me. No, I'm... I'm sorry for crapping on your house so much. You literally died for this place. Then I just walk in talking shit about it. Well, it's... It's not like what you said wasn't true. The house has definitely seen better days. I shift on the bed, and my shoulder accidentally leans against his. I was thinking about moving it, but then I feel his fingers slowly caress my right hand. I wonder why you're stuck here. Hmm? I mean, spirits usually only stay around if they have some kind of unresolved business to finish, right? Huh, <laughs> who's to say? 
But I have my doubt that it works the same way we hear about in the movies and the stories and the picture shows and all that. If you want to ask me, I think this was of my own doing. I mean, I was so obsessed with this place. I'm not surprised I had an attachment to it even in death. I used to think this house was my dream, but now... This song is beautiful. Oh, you a fan of the classics all of a sudden? Not really, but I think I'm beginning to like old things. He rubbed the bridge of his nose, trying and failing to hide the color that had risen there. Well, if you like this one, I can show you more. I stayed in that attic for hours just listening to Johnny's records and stories of his past life. The man truly had gone through it all. What I wouldn't give to try and save him from living such a rough life. <laughs> Johnny, a few days ago, the whole wood thing, was that... Yeah, that was me. Sorry, kid, but when my emotions get riled up, things tend to go all haywire around me. So, the stairs, that was you too. Oh, no, 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 kid. That was just weak wood and a result of you eating two plates of my cooking each day. Hey! <laughs> Calm down. I was only joking. Besides, I'm sure you would still look cute with a couple more pounds on you. Johnny, um, do you, uh, oh, I don't know if they had a word for it back then. Um, do you like, um, do you prefer... Are you... Are you trying to ask me if I'm a fairy kid? Well, let's try to be a little bit more politically correct here. Yeah, I like the fellas. Was it obvious? Clearly. <laughs> You're one to talk. So you like the, uh, the dames and the gents, huh? Yeah, it's kind of the reason why me and my grandmother are so close. Back when I came out to my parents... Came out? Oh, right. When I, uh... Oh, told them I was by, they really didn't accept it at first. Even my siblings, who were a bit more progressive, just couldn't wrap their head around the fact that I could like more than one gender. Nana was the only one that really supported me during those times. She defended me against the family. Let me come over when things got too much to deal with at home, and even took me to my first drag party. They still do drag? Oh, Johnny, we do a lot of things now. What was it like being gay in the 1920s, I mean? Yeah, sure. What do you want to know? Uh, everything. Lifestyle, culture, reputation. Even today, we know so little about the past. Well, while we had our famous gay musicians and performers, it wasn't really something you'd talk about in the presence of uh, polite company. Your family would know you were gay when you were in your mid-forties and living with your close bachelor friend. No need to announce it for the whole world to hear. Ah, <sighs> don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. And while being gay was on the hush-hush during the day, it was the cat's pajamas during the night. Drag parties, movies, plays, pansy clubs. Jesus. What? Nothing. Continue. Even the mob boss got into it sometimes. So... How would a man let another man know that he's interested? Uh, it depends on what you mean by, uh, interested. Are we talking making whoopee or the whole white picket fence deal? Why not both? Our bodies had changed positions during the hours up here. We were both lying on our backs, practically laying over one another. The way his eyes stared at me made me feel like it was only the two of us in that house. In the whole world, even. Well, it sort of starts off like all other relationships do. Uh, there would be a lot of talking at first. How about arguing? Arguing? I take my hand and slowly slide it up one of his thighs. Oh, uh, yeah. Arguing too. You know what they say, thin line between love and hate. What else? Well, after a bit of talking comes to flirting. Uh, you know, accidentally touching or casually throwing pet names, that kind of thing. Like kid? Oh, asshole, yeah. He wraps an arm around my waist and drags me closer. Now, I could feel him. Ghost may have the power to vanish, but there wasn't anything incorporeal about the bulge resting against my leg. And then? Well, there was this thing called Dayton that was starting to take off. The couple would go out to a few places. Well, what if they wanted to skip all that and get right to the good part? 
uh, the good part. And what would that be? My heart is beating wildly in my chest. My skin feels hot. Her mouths are so close. Johnny. What was that? Oh my god, Nana! My heart fell to my stomach when I saw her kneeling on the ground. I run onto the front lawn but freeze when I don't hear any footsteps following me. I turn to see Johnny standing in the doorway with a mournful look on his face. I... I, I can't. Johnny's body was still. Too still. It was like time had frozen all around him. Casper... What happened? Is it a heart attack? No, no. My leg just gave out on me. I look to the ground and I'm relieved to see no bleeding or bruises, but my relief quickly turns to anger when I see the shear and the shovel next to her feet. Were you trying to do the lawn? You could have just asked me to do it for you. I'm not a helpless old woman. No, just an immobilized one. Come on, I'll carry you to the car so we can get you to the hospital. As I drove off, I looked at the rearview mirror and saw Johnny, still standing in the doorway, still frozen in place, trapped there like the prisoner he was forever destined to be. How is she? Fine. The doctor said it was just a cramp. (sighs) Thank God. Kid, you have got to get her out of here. Wait, what? Well, you were right at the start. This house is a shithole and M risk losing a life the longer she stays here. But? No buts, kid. Listen, today we got lucky. No, I got lucky. You were here. If it had only been me and M, who knows what would have happened. It was only a cramp. Today it was a cramp, but tomorrow it could be a heart attack. I can't help your grandma if she gets in serious danger. I can't even use a phone to call for help. The person on the other end only hears static when I speak. I... (laughs) I'm useless. You are not useless. You're right. I'm worse. I'm dead. I was being selfish before, but it has to stop now. I can't have M risk a life just because I'm lonely. But what will happen to you? Who the hell cares what will happen to me? I care? Jesus, Johnny. I... I've grown to... His lips are awfully soft for a man so crass. To be honest, the whole kiss is surprisingly gentle. There's no hunger to it, no heat. Just the warm embrace of two people meeting. It was nice. I... I like you too, kid. Kiss me again. I run my tongue across his lips and the second he opens his mouth, I slide in. I can tell he's confused as my tongue rubs against his frozen one. But after a few seconds, he begins to follow my lead. His tongue is soon exploring mine. He even begins to suck and bite away at my lip. He pushes me until I tumble backwards on the bed. Even despite the fall, we still did not break. Jesus, kid, what kind of kiss was that? Welcome to the 21st century. He kisses me again, this time with the eagerness of a teenage boy. I thrust my hips upwards and we both let out a moan as the tents in our pants rub up against each other. You have any Vaseline? Vaseline? I pull out a small bottle of lube I keep in my pocket. Johnny, we've come a long way. Our cocks rub together, coating each other in pre-cum and lube as we both thrust together inside my hands. 
Fuck. I... I can come just from this. You better not. I grab his slicked, covered hands and place them near my asshole. Are you sure about this, kid? It's fine. Trust me. Oh. They just slip right in there, huh? Almost like your ass was hungry for them. Fuck you. Oh. If I had known this was all it took to shut you up, I would have put a pair of digits inside you from the start. That's right, kid. Keep singing for me. Let me hear how much you like it. Fuck, Johnny, please. I resist letting out a whimpering moan as I feel his fingers slip out of me. Ready? I nod as I feel the head of him lay against my rim. <laughs> Jesus, kid. You feel... Oh, fuck. Hold on. I need a second. It takes a lot of concentration for me to stay in this form and your ass has nearly got me flickering out. Hey, hey, it's alright. I tilt his face upward to look at me. It's alright. Just focus on me. Feeling better? Yeah. It's still tight as hell, but yeah. God, not your fault you've never had an ass as good as my- <laughs> No fair, you ch- <laughs> Okay. Johnny fucks like a gangster. His thrusts are rough and discreet. He holds nothing back as he fucks me into the bed. I feel as if all my senses are overwhelmed. The smell of him, the feel of him, the passionate way he looks as he bucks inside me. My body is completely consumed by him. Johnny. The attic's lights start to flicker, and that's the only warning I get before Johnny spills inside me. What's so funny, kid? Nothing. I just realize I now know what it's like to be race dance. Oh? Never mind. I'm still worried, you know, about what'll happen to you when we leave. What can happen? I'm already dead. Just, uh, make sure you visit me so I don't lose my mind again. You know, there's a lot of stuff in this attic that has some value. Maybe if I talk to the right people, we can have this house preserved. Preserved? Yeah, um, you know, keep it intact for historical reasons. We can even play into this whole haunting ghost shtick. People will eat that shit up. No kidding. No, it's just a matter of research. Though, since somebody destroyed my phone, I'm going to have to go to the lime- <gasps> Damn it, Johnny, really? I've had blue balls for over a hundred years. You're lucky you're even talking right now. Gross. Gross? I'm not the one fucking somebody four times my age. Get over here. Is that smoke? 
Johnny, the oven. Shit. I'll go downstairs to see how bad it is. You get M and get the hell out of here. Johnny vanishes before my eyes. I quickly get out of bed and cover myself with a robe from Johnny's closet. Pastor? What's <laughs> going on? A fire broke out in the kitchen. What? Come on, we have to get out of here. I carry Nana on my back as I walk into the hall. Already the flames were starting to reach the ceiling. It's only when I reach my car that I finally put Nana on the ground. I turn around and my heart drops as I see the state of the house. It was... It was nothing but a sea of orange and red. Turning to ash right before my eyes. Johnny! Casper, no! Johnny! What the hell are you even doing here, kid? There he was in the middle of the living room. Or at least what used to be the living room. Now it just looked like an ocean of flames. Johnny! Come on, we gotta get you out of here! You know I can't. But... I hear what sounds like the guest room falling through the floor and crashing into the kitchen. You've got to get out of here now. But you... What'll happen to you if this house is destroyed? I look up and see large cracks in the ceiling starting to form. I'll... I'll miss you, kid. My body is flung backwards as I watch in horror as the ceiling caves in around him. I expected my back to come in contact with whatever is left of the wall behind me. But instead, I... I fell onto the soft, grassy surface of the front lawn. He... He saved me. Ash. Useless and miserable ash. That's all the house was now. The emergency crew had already came and went. They tried to save as much as they could, but it was hopeless. The house... The house was gone. Johnny... was gone too. This could be a good thing, Cass. Maybe his spirit has finally gone on. I hope so. I just... I just wish I knew for sure. I walk to my car, but I stop when I remember the keys had been left in the house. Uh, Something hits my back. I turn around and look towards the ground to see it was my keys. I look up, and there he was, standing in front of the burnt house like a beacon of light. You didn't think you were getting rid of me that easy, did ya? But, how? Didn't the fire set you free? Mm, no. I think it's, uh, I think it's just that I got attached to something else. I hope you don't mind being haunted by a ghost for a while. (laughs) So good to see you're safe, Johnny. Same to you, Em. I remember that Johnny and I are still hugging each other. Um, uh, Nana, um, Johnny and I, uh... Cass, if you could hear the roaches fucking in the house, can you imagine how easy it was for me to hear two boys fucking in the attic? My face turns red. Uh, sorry about that, Em. We'll be more quiet next time. There will be no next time. I'm living on my own from now on. No offense, Johnny, but you've been holding me back. I want to get out there and see the world. Maybe even get a few screws myself. Oh, Nana, gross. (laughs) What do you mean, gross? I'm not the one dating someone four times my age. Hey, I said the same thing.
Gladhouse Vic played Castor and Johnny. Cream Chew played Emily. Sukiboncho R18 played Penis and Dude with a talking penis for the ad. Music used in this app was After You Get What You Want, You Don't Want It by Ivan Berlin, All Alone by Al Jossin, All By Myself by Alan Stalin, Baby Won't You Please Come Home by Bessie Smith, I Need a Little Sugar in My Bowl by Bessie Smith, Just Another Kiss by The Torbados, Crimson by Imprisonment, Memories from the Past by Broderberg Band, and Search Up the Vibe by Cantrip for our intro and outro. The cover art drawn for this podcast was made by All Man All G's. Script editor was Drippy Dreams. Unfortunately, due to the length of this episode, we'll be taking a minor skip to our usual schedule. The next episode will be released December 24th for our patrons and December 31st for our non-patrons. Please leave a review for the show, follow us on Mosca Pod on Twitter, and share a word about us with your sex-positive friends and families. This podcast was made with the help of sex workers. Respect, listen, and support sex workers. See you next time. You can find Flirty Fawn Soundgasm and Twitter page located in the show notes. You're not going to snip me again, are you?